0: Right. Um, this podcast has been called as an emergency podcast. I know we haven't been uploading many podcasts, but this one needed to be recorded very quickly. Uh, the reason why we haven't been uploading many podcasts, I'm going to get straight into it, is because we've got other things to do. Like podcasts are important and we will be doing more again, but it's hard to balance everything. Like We're not just one of these uh, podcast hosters who just do a podcast once a week and can put all their effort into that and then drag other people down for not creating their own content or whatever. So they were saying how they gave an example saying, if you took like a 1500 meter race from a flow track stream and just added commentary to it, commentary to it, um, is that legal? And technically yes. Cause it is fair use and fair use comes under commentary, but like that example, I, I could understand if someone copyright striked a video where it's literally the whole 1500 meter race where you're just putting commentary over it. Um, obviously reaction videos and reaction channels, there's a lot of them on YouTube who do that content? So it's obviously comes within fair use. But the problem I have, no one, because this is, um, it might also be about The Runner, who is another YouTube account um, who recently got a copyright strike from track and the views have dropped from getting around 40,000 per video to getting about 2,000 per video. Um, so they're, they're an account similar to Total Running Productions in a sense where they post content. Um, which basically is like a news report or goes over certain events. And that's essentially what we've also done where we flow track of copyright extractors as well. Um, so first of all, the context, the BML podcast was doing it in is they were saying that you wouldn't post a 1500 meter race and add commentary. No one's done that. So I don't know why that example is any relevance at all. It's, it doesn't make sense to me. And also the fact that then they have the cheek to go on and say, ah, "Why don't you just make your own content?" Um, so first of all, it's news. Like it's a news report. Literally, you should know. It seems like you're in the sport and your content creators in the sport. There isn't much coverage of what happens in the news. Like there's no there's no news coverage. So first of all, don't go and slate people saying making, you make should make your own content because they are. It's called reporting things what are happening. So you just like when you're on the podcast, you talk about things what happen in the week. A YouTube video—you're not just going to have a black screen and talk about. Oh yeah, you're going to have provide video and content and photo footage to show what's happened. So, first of all, that's a lot of crap, and that's something that annoyed me. And I just mean, mate, this is great steam coming out. of it's like it's like last week they had a podcast with the guy from Sound Running, who again I'm probably going to call out as well. Um, it was like something like how to grow the sport or how to push. I don't know something, and Sound Running, Mm -hmm. great events. But we asked them if we could use some of their content for to do like a news report. So obviously we'd take highlights. And they said no, because they'd have to let everyone else use it. Good. Like you should be making news reports. And bear in mind, we asked them just in case because we know that YouTube won't ever like do the appeals and stuff. So we asked them. So then they wouldn't copyright strike us. And like runner space, we've asked them and they've given us content. Even yeah. though you are technically allowed to do news reporting with content, we always ask anyway now because of what happened with FlowTrack. Sam Running said no because other people use their content. What are they? What are they losing from other people creating a highlight news report of their event? That is free marketing, first yeah, of all. Exactly. Uh, and no one's not going to watch the stream to watch a news report of the whole event. So there's that. Um, and bear in mind again, like I said, that is literally free marketing to their stream. And as we as we're on the subject of free marketing, let's talk about the Citius Mag event where 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 the BMR podcast did an ad in the City's Mag event. Obviously, Chris Chavez, great guy, City's Mag, we asked him if we could use the footage, and he obviously said yes, because that's what you're supposed to be able to do. Uh, made a news
1: report. Can I just say something as well on this, right? The whole go and make your own content thing. I mean, are they even actually, before they've decided to just go full throttle calling out, without even having the guts to name us specifically, but have they even actually watched the tracks to the YouTube channel because... Two thirds of the videos, at least, are original videos about your training, uh, racing. Other people's training. Shoes, you know, it goes on and on, you know, or informing people about athletes training. You know, it's not as if it's every video, it's like Total Running Productions anyway. As
0: well as our podcasts, Instagram posts, which take a lot of personalization, uh, articles. It's, you know... Yeah. I mean, let's 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 just say sure. a scenario where they're not they're not definitely talking about us, as they've not mentioned our name. But like, it's a bit t- it's a bit typical timing that we it on a story, they release a podcast, no other account has posted it publicly on Instagram. So, exactly. Yeah. And so I guess we've got to start from the beginning because I just I, we will talk about this a bit more because I do want to get a bit more into them because they do my head But essentially, what happened is FlowTrack, a renowned and I just want to say, like, people slate FlowTrack, payment walls, and stuff like that. And I understand the payment walls to an extent. I think they're too pricey, and there's some stuff behind a payment wall that shouldn't be. But for those streams, if, if the streams were a bit cheaper, more people would probably purchase it, because I'm guessing the price elasticity of demand is quite high in terms of if they decrease prices a lot, then the demand would be higher, which is quite technical. And if it, I know if the BMR people are listening, they probably don't know what that means because they like to speak of things uneducated. So, price elasticity, price elasticity of demand is essentially where if you change the price, the demand will change, like the demand for the product will change uh, in, as a proportion. And if it's a high price elasticity of demand, it means that the demand for the product will change greater than a percentage of the price change, which is what happened in this case because, say, if this stream is $7 I a month. Knew that. I did know that. If 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 like FlowTrack subscription seven dollars a month instead of I don't know what it is it's it's in the twenties isn't it but more people buy it as a proportion they probably would make more profit um, yeah so, so I actually don't have a problem with the payment wall thing as a as a whole obviously I've got some issues with it but the payment wall fine it's the copyright striking that I've got a problem with because. I just want to I just want to bring a uh, a subject up and this isn't me and I'm not going to na- I'm not going to name who it is because I'm not sure if it's like legal because I know they went to court. Someone asked Mile Split which is owned by Flow Sports if they could use a video of a long jumper doing a long jump. Mile Split said yes, which is again owned by Flow Sports. They used that video. Flowtrack copyrighted that video. And got the account taken down for a month they had to go to court to get their account back okay so, so that's the kind of people well, we're dealing with in flow
1: well look as a as a as a lawyer i can confirm to you that it would not be unlawful for you to name the names of the of the okay, accounts it, i don't actually know so it was
0: jumpers world jumpers world asked Milesplit split if they could use a yeah. long jump post bear my jumpers world have 300 and something thousand followers So it's not like it's a small account, it's literally their living and FlowTrack just instantly copyright strikes it even though they said that they could use it and that's their account gone instantly and they were not responding to the messages and they have to go to court. So how ridiculous is that? Um, In terms of YouTube, we have runner Space who let us use content to news reports, even though we wouldn't have to ask anyway. BBC, uh, Diamond League, all all these people use it. And obviously you've got like Total Running Productions who make comprehensive videos of these events and flow track have also copyright strikes Total were in productions as well. Um,
1: the cheek, they're like the royalty of running YouTube. How, how dare you? Copyright.
0: To, to be fair, he BRP. was lucky because his views have gone up since the copyright strike, <laughs> whereas some of us have, have lost all our views. Um, Cause that just must oh be an God, thing. BRP. It's like
1: slagging, the, slagging off the queen. It is. But so
0: like the thing is, The FlowTrack essentially doesn't care about the copyright rules. If they see any FlowTrack or anything they have the rights to in the US, so for our example, it was a BBC stream, so it's BBC footage, but because FlowTrack have rights to it in the US, they copyright striked our video, which was a news report around the specific race. Bear in mind, they could have done that instantly, but after a week, someone manually came onto our YouTube channel and copyright extract it manually. So nothing automated. They, someone deliberately came onto our channel and copyright extract it.
1: Okay. If, if you're that person and you're listening to the pod, get in touch with us. We'll get you on the pod. Let's talk, let's talk about it. Why? That, you, nah, that's not happening. I that. uh, if if, if I you're the person to listens to this,
0: then I, I don't even know. I haven't got words what are suitable for a podcast. Um, But like, the copyright strike here, just because they think, because they're, mon- they're the monopoly and they can get away with it because YouTube's not going to do anything and they can just do it. And because they own 99% of track and field in terms of the rights for events and everything, you can't make videos. Like we had to you know, the Kipchoge um, marathon race we did. That did well yeah. because the only way we can get views at the minute, if people search it or if people click our link and obviously mm-hmm. people were searching NN Mission Marathon that day. So we got like a decent amount of views. Um, still no organic reach on it though but we had to use photos from i used probably two photos from that event and the rest of the photos were
1: from previous just it's, it's yeah, rubbish you I don't... your clip from the nn running instagram channel didn't exactly you? you had to put it in the biggest block capitals on the scene that said video or clip from nn running instagram
0: yeah i just wanted to make sure like you know yeah. i have to be safe now and it's it's ridiculous that I can't make YouTube videos um, until May the 31st because that's when the copyright strike ends and it's like a quarterly thing, I think. And hopefully then I won't be shadow banned anymore and I'll get more than, like, I am pretty much, I am pretty get like 10, I get like 10 organic views. So, I mean, if, if, if you're wondering why there's no YouTube videos or maybe very little, it's because there's no point in me uploading them because no one's seen them. Um,
1: we'll be coming back with a bang the first of june or may 31st when is it run out on the 31st
0: yeah it does but not? i'm hoping the shadow band does as well if, if it doesn't then i'm going to be very upset um so That's anyway, back onto the flow june. track thing they so my problem with them is that they copyright strike everything and also i know this for example but joe hale had a photo of an event once and Flowtrack used it without asking him <laughs> yeah. imagine if yeah, that was other way probably- around and put and put their watermark on it it's happened with the athlete special before There was an athlete special photo flow track didn't ask oh, yeah. they used it for an article that article was behind a payment wall so when people when people try and stick up for flow track and this is what happened on the podcast last week with sound running and the beer mile that's they're, they're killing the sport yes again I've, this is a double-edged sword here because the amount of coverage they're doing for the sport is amazing but they're doing more negative by copyright striking everything and having too high payment walls. They're killing the sport. Uh, it's a monopoly. It's anti-competition for anybody trying to get into the sport. Yeah, right. So if if anyone, if anyone if our account is deleted in the next 24 hours or very soon, just know it's FlowTrack and the Beer Mile podcast colluding together uh, and maybe Sound Running as well to get... <laughs> I just wanted to expose the people who are being bad for the sport and that's really, that's really it. Everyone else, great. Like, Chris Chavez, Cities Mag, great. Trials of Miles, great. Runner Space, do if, great.
1: Do you reckon if we had to, like, assemble a, a team of, um, a bit like maybe that the Avengers do, assemble a team of running content creators to back us in a war against the Bear Mile, I think we'd do all right. I reckon we'd do all right. I reckon Just we'd get Westfly and that'd be enough.
0: I, I'm trying to think of any last words I have about them or FlowTrack. Or Sam running. Sam running. It's just that one thing. Like they did, still put on a great event. So I feel bad saying that, but they they need to let people use their footage to make um, highlight stuff like news reports because there there isn't any in in the sport. Um, Yeah,
1: just be more runner space. Just be more runner space.
0: Runner space is great. Like I'm not sure. Again, people on on like the back end of things probably doesn't doesn't see this and doesn't really know the distinguishment between them. Is that a word? Distinguishment? I don't know. Um, But like. 'Cause they see they see a payment wall and maybe like, oh, runner space is just as bad. But runner space, contact us, talk to us about it, give us footage to be able to use specifically the great um, and communicate yeah, and should, openly with us as well.
1: Yeah, and we should probably just say, and I guess people who listen to this podcast anyway, we might be like preaching to the converted, but we're not like asking these uh, accounts companies for footage for the sake of it or just because for the sake of creating a video it's to try and create an informed video which gives people you know which helps people understand about the sport which gives them some news do you know what i mean it's not just this I, i'm, a, I'm a making any sense there but
0: I hope yeah, people don't we're think we're not we're not just doing it
1: just so we can put stuff on our youtube channel we're trying to do something to grow the sport you know it's yeah, I mean? not we're just not Pace her
0: Productions her. where we just rip off copyright stuff straight <laughs> off the bat. I think they're just posting races online without asking anyone. Like we've posted races in the past because we've asked the the like the, the people who have like streamed them if we could post it on YouTube, and that's the only time we ever posted races. But I, obviously, I can't call out Pace
1: Productions because you know that was a joke, guys. Yeah, that was a joke. yeah. they'd be on our side as well, as well in the Pussywood. Pace app. Productions battle of the content creators.
0: Great, great, great. Uh, content great account graphics their graphics are On the pinnacle standpoint. of our sport maybe yeah, second behind running report um which is tempo Aaron Journal. Quite. And tempo
1: are quite nice they've got like yeah all, all the colors are quite nice
0: tempo journal have the best looking website i'd i'd say um and also just quick shout out to all the photographers as well uh tim healy uh why have i forgot everyone's names and yeah, Dan um, Vernon. Uh, How I'm trying to remember the remember their apps, but there's Joe Hale. Um, there's lots of photographers. Most of them actually are really, really good, and it helps our Instagram a lot because, um, like I said, it's it's hard when you're making trying to post every day and try to post content. So these photographers definitely help that um, in terms of getting stuff. On to something else. Now we've yeah. ranted. Tim Manelli.
1: Wow
0: this podcast is
1: fiery um so we might as well continue that fiery nature what is the saying out of the furnace and into the fire something like that isn't it
0: i don't have a clue um i'm in a, i'm in a crossroads here with tim man because
1: oh, great what, I'm seeing, yeah, what i'm the crossroads, seeing what i'm seeing this is
0: a serious subject so you're trying to sing Sorry. what i'm it's seeing
1: we're trying, we're producing entertainment we can't just be it's not like news night we need to be a little bit more exciting. Yeah, but
0: we're not allowed to use uh, that song anyway, because it's fair use, apparently, according to them. Uh, or oh, it's not fair use, I've just
1: absolutely killed it as well,
0: so they're probably fuming. Also, shout out Pete's to Early Podcast. That's that's a good podcast. In fact, if, if you're struggling with running podcasts to listen to uh, and you're one of their listeners, I, in fact, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say don't listen to the Beer Mile, because a lot of people might enjoy their stuff and i guess they do get runners on but if you are looking for other podcasts peak too early is a great podcast um sit and kick another great podcast running things considered another great podcast city yes podcast great podcast so there, there is a lot of there's good podcasts out there uh quick cast pod for anyone in, in uk great podcast um you're actually on running things considered podcast weren't you recently if yeah, you, they're much better podcasts than us. I must say that. A great podcast. Basically,
1: uh, basically guy guy, he's only, he's just picked the ones he said listen to is the ones he's appeared on. <laughs> basically, isn't it?
0: I've been on one. That's I've only been on one. you've um,
1: been on Peak Too Early. Oh yeah, I have been on Peak Too Early. I, yeah. look, he's been on that many bloody podcasts, you can't even remember. Um he's gone, he's gone proper, the fame's gone to his head. But what was
0: I saying before I forgot what I was saying? Oh yeah, Tim Man. So I'm at a crossroads because I like a lot of members of Tin Man, especially Parsoni, Jordan Guzman. If you're listening, I love you both very much. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I kind of feel sorry for Tom Schwartz yeah, in this scenario. I know Tin Man have released a statement what contradicts what Tom Schwartz's yeah, think, wife said thought, on uh, Let's run.
1: So I don't know whether it would actually... Shall I read the statement? I've yeah, you there. read.
0: have you got both the statements from Tom Schwartz's wife and also Tin Man?
1: Um, I haven't got the Tom Schwartz's statement. Sorry, I haven't got a statement from Tom Schwartz's wife because I'll I don't think up. you can really call that a statement. That was just her chatting, a chat rant, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, I'll get that up. But I will read the 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 Tim Manolite statement that was released earlier today. Uh, Tim Manolite has decided to part ways with Coach Schwartz. The team will continue to support Coach Schwartz until the end of our agreement in an effort to allow him to determine his future coaching endeavours. Uh, This is where it gets juicy. It became clear to the team that Coach Schwartz's growing commercial coaching business and other pursuits made him unable to provide the individualised attention that the team needed in order to stay healthy and succeed long term. Despite parting ways with Coach Schwartz, the team has continued to uphold the mutually agreed upon compensation we committed to provide in our initial coaching agreement, providing him time and support as he determines his next steps. We wish Coach Schwartz well and thank him for his time with the team. At this time, uh, we're focused on the upcoming Olympic trials and working to uphold our mission of pushing the sport of running forward through positive community outreach and athletic performance. Thank you for the support, Tim, support Mann Elite.
0: So if that is all true, which I guess you can't have reason to believe not because I wouldn't want to slate them as liars. Uh, and I'm not saying it is true, but I'd give them the benefit of the doubt because I assume that it's true. I, I think that's all fair. Um, firstly, I don't think they should keep the name Tin Man Elite because it is Tom Schwartz's name, Tin Man. And I think they are bigger than the name Tin Man at this point. Uh, obviously, it's hard to think of a new name, especially to carry off all the fans who are maybe not as as hardcore. And, you know, if they see Tin Man disappear. But I think they're more than the, the Tin Man brand. Like, I think it's it's more than that. So first of all, I think it'd be fair to Tom to not keep the name because it is his nickname. Like that, at the end of the day, Tom Schwartz is Tin Man.
1: Um, I I think a lot of people realize that, do they? That's the thing. Like maybe people who've found Tin Man Elite recently, I don't really think they realized that Tom Schwartz is Tin Man. That's where the name comes from. It's not, they haven't just made that up and he's the Tin Man because he's the coach of Tin Man. He is the Tin Man. And they've pinched, not pinched it, but they've used the name for their team because. He was their head coach.
0: Yeah, uh, so the, this is the f- where we look at like hammer and axe elite. It's not really a good name, is it? Um, so that's off the cards, and that's sort of their only other branding, uh, other than and obviously all the mindfulness stuff and everything. But that you can't really bring that into a name. So that leads where, where what can the name be? Boulder Project it, it, again. I think the problem with Tin Man had it had it became iconic. So they need a name that's going to be iconic globally and boulder project probably isn't something what become iconic globally because it's so niche i know oregon project was the same but i think oregon project because of the fact that it's oregon um and obviously related to nike and stuff it's a bit different but so boulder project's not on the cards is it really um
1: i i I actually not that i disagree with you because i do agree with you to this to the extent that it was Tom Schwartz's name that gave the team No, you can't,
0: you can't, you
1: can't. I do think now it's unreasonable to expect them to just change the name after they've developed this brand. And so what I think they should do is not change their name, but they should be prepared to compensate Coach Schwartz for the fact that they are using his name and will be going forward because however much we don't like it, the name Tin Man is now synonymous with the team, not him. And it is,
0: but I, I really don't think they should keep Tin Man um, if Tom Schwartz isn't there. I, I think as a respect for Tom, especially if he's, if he's asking for it to not be and again, we don't know the behind the scenes yet. Nothing's come out in terms of the truth, like the full truth. It's just being he said, she said type
1: of thing. Yeah, I mean, There's probably a good point to, in time to mention is that we're very fortunate to have direct links with coach Watts, we sent him a message mainly to be like look there's a lot of things flying around on social media uh truth, true or not we sort of hope you're doing okay but you know if you want to give your side of the story to us we're more than happy to to be the the sort of channel for you to do that and he hasn't taken up that offer yet uh, maybe he wants to stay quiet on it which of course is his right to do that
0: i i think I was just Go. going to
1: read uh, Tammy
0: Schwartz's statement, which is to Tim Man's wife, I believe. Yeah, I was going to read that. Have you Have you heard this statement yet? Yeah. I have read it, yeah, I've read it, but I haven't, yeah. Okay. I'm furious and completely disappointed in the Tin Man Elite team and what you have done, not only to coach Tin Man Schwartz, but to my entire family. Uh, no, to my entire, yeah, to my entire family. Sorry, I've just clicked off it. You took advantage of him, you used him and abused him. You took his tip, name, Tin Man, which was well known before you even existed, and profit dollars, which was well known before you even existed, and profit.
1: And profited okay. from it. I think it's what, what she tries to say.
0: Yeah. Heck, you didn't even give our family a small percentage of what of what you profit off his name, which is unethical. Obviously, Tin Man said that they do they do uh, compensate Tom. Um, I myself wanted to share this information because the truth needs to be told. I'm tired of people bashing and speculating this and that. I guess we as a family learned a valuable lesson that it is never to trust, trust a bunch of 20 year olds, <laughs> kind of true, um, and relocate without a solid contract backed by a lawyer. We will move on with our lives as you will too. I just ask that you never do this to another coach. The, the way you did this to my husband and my family. Sorry, by the way, I'm not a very good reader. Um, it was wrong, unprofessional, immature, and completely petty. You still have not given my husband one reason as to why you let him go. Again, I can't I can't see that as being true. Like, surely there's been communications with why they've stopped being coached. I'm not saying that, that she's lying, but I, I can't see how that's hundred
1: percent true. Like well, I don't surely know, there's conversations you'd there. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? But I was just gonna say before, um... I'll say it now before we get to the end of what she says, but I think their statement that they posted today is pretty like light on information. And I, I generally so. think it wasn't something that, so I think something's happened behind the scenes here. I, and I'm going to just say, it, I think there's been a massive fallout between Drew and uh, coach Tom to the extent that their relationship is completely broken down and that's been the catalyst for this. And the, the, the only thing that they say in relation to like, thank you, is we wish you, we wish Coach Schwartz well and thank him for his time. <laughs> I mean, that is pretty lame. <laughs> I mean, this guy has given you the name to create your brand. He's, you know, you, we've got examples of guys from the team and coming on our being interviewed by us saying how amazing he is and how much knowledge he has. And all they're saying is, we thank you for your time. I mean, that's what you say when you phone customer services about an issue with your phone or, like, your gas bill, not... You're still having a good sniff there, Ralph.
0: Yeah, sorry, but... um <laughs> I have to edit that out. No, it's fine. I just won't give any context. Um, I think the point is, then they might have... You don't know what has been said behind closed doors. Like, Tim Man, don't have to put everything out on social media even though I guess there is a big social media presence and that's what they've sort of built themselves off. But if they want to handle it offline, they have every right to. Um, I'm sure they'll have had discussions as to why people left. And also I'm guessing that at one point they did have a group discussion where everyone was like, yes or no. But as as the Beer Mile podcast did touch on, which is something I've got to give them credit for, this was a good point. If you're part of Tim Man Elite and not one of the big big hitters, are you really going to vote against it? when you're p- potentially definitely not a good enough athlete to be a professional athlete uh, for a different team and you've got a lot of support through Tim on Elite are you gonna go against that decision uh of like drew let's say drew or Sam or like Joe the height the big guys are you really gonna yeah. contradict their decision in terms of like choosing to keep Tom on if they don't yeah. want him exactly yeah. uh, again this is all speculation um one reason, you, you didn't give one reason as to why you let him go. It certainly has nothing to do with your performances. The majority of you guys have run big PRs under my hus- husband's guidance. True. Last year and a half, none of them have really run well, have they? Um, I know some of them have been injured, but you, it makes you wonder when did this actually start because Drew's come out and said he hasn't been coached by him for six months. Drew's been racing progressively worse in the last six months. And that's no disrespect for him. It's just a fact. Again, again, though, transitioning coaches can have an effect on your performance. I mean, other than Sydney and Brian, to an extent, the guys haven't been racing that well this year and last year. So I know they did take a different approach in terms of racing, like compared to the likes of Bowman, who raced a lot last year. Tim Timman sort of took a back seat. But like their performances haven't been good. And it makes you wonder how long this has been going on for, or if this was a reason for the departure in the first place was because the performances weren't at the level. And obviously, again, Tom does have his own coaching business. So if if that's something what's taken priority for him, then I guess, again, this gives a rightful reason to, you know, move move on from him, which is fair. Um,
1: you know, but I remember when we interviewed Jermaine, he was very open about the fact that um, <clears throat> Coach Tom had a, that their relationship with him was remote, you know? It wasn't a day-to-day thing. So they've obviously known that this is the, extent of the relationship and so you know in the statement when they say we realized he wasn't able to give us the an adequate amount of his time which is basically what they're, they're just, how they're justifying the decision um i think it's less anything that he's it seems to be and i you know i don't know i'm speculating of course it seems to be less something that he's done and maybe they have just come to the realization that they need someone there all of the time who's more hands-on who's entirely focused on them I think that's fair I don't think you can blame them for yep. for coming to that decision they only get one shot at being a, a pro runner right and it's not like you have like a really long career so you have to make these decisions quickly and not waste time it uh, seems to be not han- have been handled in the best way
0: yeah and also another slightly disrespectful thing I guess but also I completely understand why they did it because from a financial standpoint it's an opportunity that you need to take, but the hammer and axe coaching, like if they're coached by someone and then they're offering coaching services to other people, which I've seen some, some evidence that it's especially from certain, some of the athletes, it's basically just repurposing what um, it's just repurposing what Tom's wrote. And I mean, you know, if he's not getting compensated for that, it's a bit weird, but again, that might have just been an example. I saw someone sent me an example of what drew was sending. I think it was drew what he was sending out as a coach to an athlete and also like what someone got from Tom Schwartz as a, who was coached by him as well. So, but again, speculation, I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm slating the Tin Man guys. I'm just going off what I've heard and I've got respect for all of them uh, as well as Tom. So, but you've got to look at like the things, what have sort of evidence of what's been presented to itself and try and get a conclusion to it. But like, obviously the hammer and axe training, I can imagine Tom probably didn't say that very well in terms of like, if he's got a coaching business and then Tim start star coaching business, um, that's probably why it was called Hammer and Ax training and not Tim Man training. No,
1: uh, it's, it's going to create friction, isn't it? At the end of the day, and perhaps if you don't have a sort of day-to-day working relationship with the coach where you're you not know, speaking to them all the time because they live in a different place, for example, which I, I understand to be the case here, then little little issues very easily become bigger issues and um, you know if left if if left unchecked they can fester pretty seriously and it you know again we're speculating but I think that's what's happened here and it's it's particularly between Drew and Coach Tom and oh. you, you said it you said it earlier Alf once at the end of the day once Drew's personal relationship is broken down with Coach Tom or even professional relationship where he doesn't trust him as a coach anymore how, how can it be Tenable for him to continue as the coach for the rest of the team. It's just not possible, you know. So yeah,
0: and this is where the last paragraph comes into it as well. Uh, Tammy Schwartz saying this. Lastly, sorry if you can hear a dog barking. It's not mine, but my window's open. Lastly, Drew, I sure wish you would have stuck to your promise of continuing to work with Coach Timman. My husband believed in you, and we moved to Colorado to support you. You distanced yourself from him, blamed him for your performance when you did not do the little things needed to take care of yourself. You certainly didn't listen to his advice and train differently than what he prescribed you. You were also influenced by your buddy, the media and your mum. My advice, have a growth mindset, make your own decisions, act like a professional runner and focus on your future, not the Tim Elite team. Control your own destiny or someone else will. Best, Tammy Schwartz. So quite a big, it is a relationship with Drew. Like that's a big component of it seemingly.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's gone all in and she really um studs up basically on the tin man team and on, on drew drew specifically it would be interesting to see you know from here from coach schwartz himself um to see whether he shares in these uh, shares in his wife's views i've just got his instagram page up because incidentally a couple of days ago when all this was sort of breaking and um the, the people were speculating about the reasons about why they They'd broken up. He posted about one of his, uh, his copy Just gonna, his, just his gonna stop you there
0: very quickly. Um, is this where he speaks about in the description how his runner is, um, like paying attention to what he says? And yeah, yeah. So, let <laughs> again, well, very quickly though, while I was listening to the BMR podcast, they did touch on this. We aren't copying them, by the way. I did think this as well, and you. I haven't listened to the cop podcast all no, the way through so this no is no. you also picking this up just for anyone who may think that we're or them probably specifically because their egos are probably the ones who think we would but, um we are not copying their podcast this is the the same
1: thought process we had uh, take it away josh so he, this is two days ago he taught the tin man coach but he says happy for brett he's obviously one of his runners who he, he ran a pb in the fifteen hundred uh or the mile sorry but uh it, it, well, it, whatever. Uh, he says, he ran a personal best. It's a pleasure to coach him. He's respectful and appreciative. He does the work, keeps me informed, listens to instructions, and always has a good attitude. Oh, ouch. Mic drop. I mean, when you listen to that and you listen to the statement from his wife, it's very hard not to think that he's having a little dig. Dig, dig. That, that yeah. there, isn't
0: he? Seems that way. If he's got it in him. Do you think Tom Schwartz
1: has got it in him? Yes, I absolutely do think he's got it in him, to be honest. I mate, don't forget, within two minutes of when he was a guest on our podcast, he was bollocking you for calling him Tom or something, wasn't he? he yeah, he but was, he I mean sarcastic,
0: passive aggressiveness. I don't Tom. I don't think he's got it in him, you know.
1: I don't know, mate. I think you underestimate him, I reckon. He, he
0: might have. In that case, yeah, it, smart move either way. Like, even, even it if you didn't bad mean bad. it,
1: it's kind of funny. Um, I hope it's about, I, I mean, just for comedy value and a bit of beef, I hope it's about Drew because we love a bit of passer.
0: I'm going to have to make a YouTube video on this at some point. Um, hopefully when more information comes out, <laughs>
1: Mate, I wonder if I'm, I'm allowed the- to use the screenshots.
0: Well, thought that's, that's
1: not fair. Like, June, it'll, it'll all be out by then.
0: Yeah, I know we've um, missed we've missed our chance to get thousands and thousands of people.
1: So, right, so look before we move on from Tim Man, we've spoke a bit about the beef. What, what do you think they should do now, Alf, in terms of their coaching? You know, if you were a member of Tim Man Elite now, what would you be saying about who they should should they recruit another coach? Should they stick with Corey Leslie, who's sort of their... well, he was is assistant he a good enough,
0: Is he a coach So Like, I think they need a proper coach. Like, I I, don't, I think it's all right. I don't know about Corey's background, but I mean, you need, when you're world class runners, you need a world class coach. And there's no point just getting a coach that you brought in who's an assistant coach. I'm pretty sure Corey still runs as well. Again, I mean, yeah, this he, is all, I'm he's not also 100% sure.
1: The Tin Man company, yeah. I think. So he's Which, obviously got other responsibilities.
0: It's a weird one because Tin Man as a whole is more than just the athletes. And that's where you've got to look at two sides. The beneficial route of Tin Man Elite. Or I guess that group of runners, which may be might not be Tim and elite soon, um, and also the performance standpoint. So you've got commercial and performance standpoints, but performance standpoint wise, they need a high quality coaching. Um, I don't think they should coach themselves because there's an accountability factor there first and foremost, but also how many of them actually know would know how to coach themselves. Like they might think they could do, but let's be honest, probably nine times out of ten they won't be able to um
1: yeah well there's but, a reason the best teams in the world have coaches in it <laughs>
0: exactly they, they need a world-class coach and they need to start training like world-class athletes um i'm not saying that, that that they don't because but no i'm just saying like from some of the things i see on their youtube and stuff like that it seems like they could be doing a bit more to you know to train proper um I think that's probably what the next steps need to take. And that's, again, me not knowing the full story. They might be training like world-class athletes. Just from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like they've been training at that level. No, no, I I just mean – I mean, I've got nothing against them. Like, do you know what I mean? A lot of them are – a fair few of them are better runners than me. But – a few are better runners than me. Um, But, like, they're obviously not training, like – I don't know how to word it now because you I feel like it's it's nothing against them personally. Like just from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like they're you know hundred percent doing optimal when can, training.
1: When, when you yeah, look, when you compare them to because ultimately they are trying to compete with Bowman. the other Bauman, with you know Pete Julian's group, etc. They're the other big teams in the US, Brooks, um, Brooks Beast, etc. They just don't seem to be a performing as well. When it comes to the races and the training, just seems so relaxed. Is that the right word? Com- in comparison, from the outside, also, and it might be. This might be the look that they're going for, of course. But I'm just saying, from a complete outsider, that's the impression that I get, certainly.
0: Yeah, and also, like, I think a lot of people will look at them and say, "Oh, you can't make content and run well." I think that's sort of crap. I think you can, and I think they do a great job. Obviously, Sam went to the worlds. Drew ran the standard and obviously got injured. Jordan Guzman went to the Worlds. I think, I mean, they're all great runners. A lot of them, well, a lot of them are good, high, world class runners. But to get to that edge, like a few years ago, like I'm just going to use Mark, so- Mark Scott as an example here. As a like, I think Mark Scott's like 26, 27, 28, something around that. A few years ago, he was probably, I don't think he was as good as Jordan Guzman. And obviously Jordan Cousins has had some injuries as a setback, but now he's, Mark Scott is on another level and you've got to make yourself wonder how can those those athletes move to Bauman and always get so much better? Um, and I don't want to talk about anything related to what other people might think because I don't want to just put that on because there's no proof that that's the case. And I know that what some people are thinking and some people would definitely say that, but how have they gone from, you know, improve so much under a new coach and I think that's what you've got to look at is Tom on the outside I'm pretty sure is a very knowledgeable coach um, sorry my, my laptop's about to die but I'll keep this rolling but like I'm, I'm pretty sure Tom was a world class coach and a lot of people are saying he's a, a world class high school coach which he obviously is um, and whether that translates to professional level a lot of people question that but I think what they can do next is probably get a coach who, you know, has proven that they can coach at a high, high level. And also they need to train at that high, high level um, because I know, I know it's hard because some of them do have jobs as well, but I mean, for the best performance standpoint, they need to do the best they can. And the way they're going to do that um, by competing against Bowman and by competing against Brooks Beast, who obviously have world finalists in their teams, especially Bowman, like Bauman, probably the second best team in the world in terms of ability behind that running team. So, yeah. you know, in, in order to do that, they have to have a coach who can walk the walk and also have athletes who can, you know, who train under that coach and actually listen to him. Because that seems to be like a thing under Tom where, or at least Tom's wife's come out and said that a lot of them weren't listening. Um, so, you know, that's that's got to be a thing that's addressed. And again, I just want to say, like, a lot of the guys at Tin Man I really like. So this is just a complete unbiased point of view, what seems to be the case. And, you know, maybe Uh, I've waffled there a lot. But
1: Inevitably, of all these things, the truth is probably... So it's probably somewhere in the middle, isn't it, between the the Tin Man statement and Tom's wife's statement. You know, the truth is probably somewhere between those uh, positions, but... It's a tricky one. I think it's gonna run. It's not, you know, I think the statement that they made is not gonna be the end of this story. It's you know, there's a lot of love for Coach Tom out there, particularly on Instagram.
0: Yeah, and I mean is probably driving that. It's funny, right? <laughs> Everett Smolders, right? By the way, I, I really enjoyed filming a podcast with him. I think he's a great, a great person and obviously offline especially. <laughs> but he's slayed Tom so much in the past, <laughs> and then as soon as Tom left him, man, he's like Tom Schwartz. We stand by you, and it's like, come on, you got to keep one side of your story straight. Um, yeah, but you, mean, you know, he's, at least he's I got enough. Tom Schwartz. Yeah, I mean, we've got no, enough. I, I
1: won't have, really have anyone.
0: I won't have anyone mouth Everett Smallers without knowing him. I can't lie because he does. I know what he seems like on social media. Like, I'm not denying anything. Like a lot of, I, I I can agree. Like I can understand why people have their opinions about him.
1: Well, you know my opinion. We've discussed this before. Yeah,
0: but Joe, like I've spoken to him in person, and he's a, he's a smart guy, and a lot of things he oh, says absolutely. online are different. They're different to what other people say. But honestly, no, think that no as well.
1: He will definitely cut this bit of the podcast and post it on his story if I say something too bad. So I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep my opinion to myself because what I will say is. Um I agree with you. He's a smart guy. He's done well to get Westfly to, to where it is.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not saying I agree with everything he posts on social media. I'm not saying that. Um, but yeah, I I, I we need to stop talking because three hot topics here. Like, we're definitely gonna get some what some else were we supposed to talk now. about? What Nothing. About I just wanted question? to I just asked you if we could rant about the Beer podcast, to be honest, and flow track. Um have got five
1: more minutes till I've got to get my son out of bed.
0: I, I do I feel if, kind of bad now, to be honest, but
1: we've done it now. It's too late. We've committed.
0: This, this is why you don't do things off emotion of because I've, I'm not going to edit it. I think I'm going to leave this whole podcast in because might as well show it raw. I, I guess concluding thoughts then.
1: Um, well, do you, I was going to say, do you want to tell the fans about your, um, your recent 3,000 meter PB?
0: Not particularly.
1: I think people want to know about. I, that. I don't want to talk about myself, but okay.
0: I, I ran eight oh eight for three thousand meters. Um, Beer mile have now. I sent a follow up message with two question marks, and they have seen that and not replied to that either. Ooh. So they're officially ducking, ducking the question. They're um, gonna do a pod
1: on us. That's what they're gonna do. You wait. Yeah. Next week's pod's I... gonna be beef with Trackster.
0: I mean, they're, they're, do you know what? they're, there. I, Gash, think they're Gash, quite, I think they're quite both highly respectable guys in the in the, like the, in the 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 like running world over there. So it would be interesting to see what... Michael's. It. <laughs> but, um, and again, by the way, I don't have a clue what they're like as a person off the podcast. So all these things I'm saying about the podcast, they could be great guys. And I'm just saying this. Sure I'm sure they are. Um, but I can't really say that after I've said all that things. Hopefully they hear that as well, just so they know at least I'm not a complete oh, idiot. Um, but yeah I ran like a bit of an idiot ran 808 it was basically a race of two different fields because four or three guys just went off a bit and I was sort of I I set off in 68 first lap so it wasn't an optimal pacemaking and then I sort of ran behind this one guy and followed him through as he worked through the field and then about five minutes ago I kicked and I think I ran like a 58 last lap which isn't that quick but you know, I, I probably had a quite a few more gears to go through. So if I do another 3K this year, probably targeting sub eight, but I don't think I'll do another 3K. So, but yeah, it, it was all right. I, I was a bit annoyed with how I race, but also I'm, I'm happy because I said if I run sub eight 10, I'd be really pleased. And I think because of how I ran it, I was even more pleased with my time because, you know, I didn't run best.
1: Um, well, we both yeah. run pretty average this weekend, so, or this week. Dude,
0: yeah, you had a race. You ran a PB though. Uh, you ran did. a bit like 24- an idiot.
1: A 23 second PB over the 10k, but it was nowhere near what I was hoping for because I went off way too fast, ran a random mega fast kilometer in the middle, right in the middle of the race, and I just absolutely blew up between seven and eight k. Regained a bit, but hey, we live. I'm
0: confidence or not though. It, it, I think the main thing in the 10k is actually get hitting consistent splits before the pickup. Like obviously in a race, sometimes people might try to race it where they try and throw everyone off but like if you can do you know, like it's, it's hard when you're picking up and slowing down and picking up and slowing down because you're wasting so much energy
1: doing that i basically, basically left my 10k race basically which is not ideal but there we go we live and learn uh, tip i think for anyone who's like not nearly elite runners because i think there are a lot of listeners to this part who aren't like effectively elite runners like yourself is that i'm not an elite runner use 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 lap pace that is what i'm going to have to do for the each race rather than using overall average pace because it doesn't it obviously doesn't tell you your current pace it just tells you what your overall average is and so if you're running too quick at that moment it doesn't particularly help you to run Hot the proper race.
0: don't look at pace at all unless you're in a marathon or a half because then you could feel really good and still obviously overcooking overcooking it in fact i feel like i or i'm not sure it depends on how comfortable you are in yourself but like i'd never look at a pace and judge it of how i feel I, I wouldn't ever do that i think you've got to judge how you feel um but i wouldn't yeah. i don't wear a watch to race never i've never worn a watch to race but, but that's, even on a
1: road race Nah, no nah, i just got feel yeah but i think that comes of experience a lot of the people who we you know in comparison to you i've obviously run far fewer races so you have to do it a little bit that is true a yeah. little bit off your watch you know
0: no I, I agree with that but also like you know how you feel like if i if i told you to run a hard 10k you you know you wouldn't you wouldn't do it like you wouldn't set off ridiculously hard you'd, you'd pace yourself that 10k
1: yeah no that's true um speaking of speaking of people speaking of people running really well i know we're about to finish but we can't do the podcast without mentioning Jake Smith. He's I love the, the kid. I absolutely love the kid. I mean, what what on earth is that? Two eleven. He jogged a two eleven marathon. He had one. He didn't even have a drink.
0: He had one gel and went to pacemaker and did two races in the week. Well, he, he ran a he ran a fifteen hundred meters in three fifty, which is the personal best. He is like the definition of a slow twitch runner. So a three fifty <laughs> is basically like running a three twenty five. Um, and obviously he did. I think he pacemaker a three k and like did a decent pace for a three k pacemaker job. Or he pacemaker to five k and did he went through three k.
1: Three k is worth yeah. of a five k. Yeah. Ten what was like?
0: And and then he doesn't taper, comes out and does supposed supposed pace, to his pacemaker for twenty five k, and he yeah. just carried on. He carried on and ran two ten fifty eight, I've taken one gel and not having any any fluids. I don't think. And he also ran in Adios Adi Zero Pros so or whatever the name is.
1: He's so. hilarious because he looks like he looks like he's just rocked up. They found him off the street, rocked up. He's got different branded kit on. He's well, half of the race he's got a hat, half the race it's gone. You know what I mean? He just turns up and drops a two ten fifty eight like. And he, if you watch the videos of him, he's running ahead, pace making, looking back at the guys and behind laughing. him. Going, Come on, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Come on, lads. One more lap. Keep it up. He's an absolute freak. But I love him. I love
0: him. He, he is a freak. He's the future of British distant running. He, he will be. We talk about like, I think Callum Hawkins, obviously we've got Mo Farah, but other than that, we look at Callum Hawkins as like the best ever in terms of A. Marathon and Half Marathon. So one of the best ever. And I think Jake Smith is going to be like up there or even better if he carries on progressing um, his, and just his, to say that like calm hawkins is a phenomenal runner
1: um yeah well his coach said that his longest ever run Jason smith's longest ever run is 19 miles, and then
0: he just did 26 and a half or 26 <laughs> just incredible, incredible he's having two days off though he's having two days off
1: so <laughs> we're gonna try and we're gonna try and get him on the pod i need to, need to film to, some so. content with him
0: i need to go down to scotland no down, down to, i need to go down to wales and film some content with him yeah. but wales is a bit of a trek, so i don't really fancy that so,
1: so i did yeah. actually realize that this is going to annoy you a little bit i haven't actually told you this the race was, is literally about 15 minutes from my house the elite race and i didn't have a clue that that was the case until after he'd finished so otherwise have i'd have gone, gone, gone down and i could have spoke to him exclusively at the end you know what i mean well so got- if I'm, I'm guessing. He's, I'm guessing no one's listened this far
0: because it was quite a choppy ride before the start of this. But Jake, if you are listening to this, I'll probably just send it to you. Um cool. I know you. Yeah. I know you're doing a five k race in a few in two weeks time. If you want to hit, if you want to hit me up for a long run in Manchester the day after, then uh, I'll be more than down
1: to do that. Yeah, you know, I'll well, I'll come on the bike. <laughs> I no with you. <laughs> Um He trusts me. i I he prefers me anyway because we like DM each other all the time. I don't know if you saw my story.
0: Just because you've interviewed him doesn't mean you're friends with him.
1: Yeah, we are friends. You no, drop me a sports right. use discount code as well, just to yeah. say.
0: <laughs> you're, you you drop anyone the sports use discount code. you shared it on your right. story before. Stop thinking you're special. Oh, right. well, you're one of the though. people. You're, you're, you're like a leech. Okay, listen to the like. jealousy.
1: Listen to the jealousy.
0: Oh. Like, this is getting edited out because I don't want to make it seem like you're some sort of freak who leeches onto these fast runners because... <laughs> No, Jake Smith's a great guy and he's a very fast guy and this podcast is going to get cancelled in many different ways now. So I'm just going to end it here. Um, thank you for listening if you have listened this far. Um, yeah, sorry to the BMR podcast and Sound running and flow track for giving those hot takes but the, they're true. So yeah. Um, in before the BMR podcast actually was never talking about us and they've got a valid reason for saying it. But, you know, well, I guess I'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. Um, Thank you for listening. Have a nice rest of the run, seeing as most people do listen to these on runs. And yeah, I'm not going to ask you to rate to an Apple podcast because I'm not beg. Uh, So do that of your own accord if you want, which is kind of contradicting myself because I just asked you. But yeah, thank you very much and have a lovely day or night or evening.